0: hello relatable couch fam just want to give you all a heads up there is a very loud dog bark at 10 minutes and 40 seconds so if you want to put your audio down for that it might just blow your ears off but you get to take a little joy in listening to my son so we left it in there for you so just a little heads up and enjoy the episode
1: Hey guys, welcome to Relato Couch. I'm Isis. And I'm Damaris. And today we're going to kind of dissect um, something uh, different. Um, but first, let's go ahead and get into the catch up and then we'll go ahead and introduce the topic of the day. Um, so it's been a while, um, but we're actually finally together sitting on an actual couch. Sorry, I was mid yawn. <laughs> Yeah,
0: we're finally, we're able to spend some physical time together. We uh, went out to lunch, enjoy each other's company, and watch this movie that we're going to dissect for you today. Um, And I guess the most exciting thing this week is that uh, Damaris came over to attend my son's graduation from his beginner training class. And uh, it was the cutest thing ever. I cannot waste to post pictures for you guys. They gave him a little cap and then this really big cookie that I, I think he ate. I, I have no idea if he finished it or not. Whatever. The point is, it was the most adorable thing. And I was so excited that we made a, a friend. Like, Well, he made a friend, obviously, like in the other dogs. But um, one of the dogs that was in the class, it seems like they're another young couple. Which I, I, I was like, let's exchange numbers so that we can have doggy dates and go to the park together. And so I'm really, really excited about that because ever since uh, Waya moved out, um, you know, Vinny's cousin, when he took his dog with him, when he left for work, he still, he seems to be doing like, really good. He's not like utterly depressed and stuff. You know, it's been a few months, but uh, he still really enjoys being around other dogs. So, having an actual friend that I can coordinate with to go to the dog park, because I haven't taken him to the dog park in quite a few months, and it makes me feel kind of bad since I know that he loves being around other dogs. And don't get me wrong, Parker is great, but he gets fed up with Coco because he's so tiny in comparison. So, having larger dog friends. Is very, very ideal. Um, what else did I do this week? Oh, school, obviously. I went to school, or I, I sat in my living room and went to school.
1: You were telling me you had a really tough two weeks.
0: Um, yeah, I, I did. It's more, it's just been very overwhelming with, you know, the five courses this semester as opposed to the typical four, um, and we have one class in particular where every, it's not just me, it's like all of the students have been very confused with the direction of what we're supposed to be doing and what we should be learning, and it's a little hard to keep up and to like go back and rewatch watch the certain professors' lectures because I don't feel like there's a very good structure to the class. So it's kind of like it, we're a little all over the place. And it's someone will ask him a question or he'll start doing something else. He's like, oh, let's try this. And then the next thing we know, it's been an hour. And we I was like, are, are we supposed to be doing anything? Or are we just sitting here watching you tinker with this thing? And hes he's very kind, you know, and he's very, he's aware that he's very, Let's go down the yellow brick road, right? <laughs> so he's very, very aware of himself. Um, I do I th- He's an MFA student. so he's not like an actual you know professor like some of our other professors are. Um, but I think it's part of their curriculum, I think, to teach undergrad. Or to at least be a TA because last semester we had one person who was a TA, and this semester they're teaching the second portion just themselves of that same class to us. But we had another class, like the introduction to our modeling class, that was just an MFA student. But I learned a lot from him, but there was the biggest difference is that there was like PowerPoints, and it's like, okay, so we're gonna go through bam, 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 bam points of information now demo, now you try. And then he would assign, you know, X, Y, and Z. We do a couple of tutorials very early on in the semester. And then he would assign said project and we would go through for like the three to four weeks that we had and he would check progress and he would like ask us if we have any questions. I feel that the reason that a lot of us tried to, um, refrain from asking him questions is because we would never make it back to like the entire class would derail because of this one question. And so it's been very frustrating, but we actually, we had a talk with him as a class. I took the L I I talked, I did everything. um and then I I was initially I wanted to have a conversation by myself um with him because I thought it would be better one-on-one but I do think that how it ended up being it was actually better it was awkward regardless it was awkward but I I was able to get some inputs from other students as well like helping me clarify the issues or the concerns that we're having Mm -hmm. so that that way he doesn't feel like oh it's just her you know what I mean? Because that would have fucking sucked. And I was like, you know what, I'll step up. If he wants to hate one of us, I'll be it. <laughs> I was like, we got to do something. Right. Because I don't know what the fuck we're supposed to be doing. And every it was adding extra stress on top of the workload to everyone.
1: Well, to um, well, it's, a, it's a stressful class. So it makes perfect sense why you would continue to feel stressed, you know? Yeah. Um, so we, you know, we we had the talk
0: and it seems like it was perfect timing because we are shifting our focus to what we're actually supposed to be learning for the like course itself. And so we were able to, um, you know, I, I feel that he heard us. I don't think that it was Um, that we're getting the support that we need with the areas that we feel we're having trouble with. Mm -hmm. But there are other, you know, resources as well, like one of the other MFA students, um, I guess she saw our jibber-jabber on the Discord chat, and she's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. She's an amazing character modeler, because that's the issues that we're having. Mm. Um, Because we've never, we, we didn't learn to model characters our first semester. Right. Um, we, we just learned to model, period. So we started by modeling the characters, but this class was supposed to be learning to build the interior skeleton that the animators will use to animate. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, why are, why, 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 why are we doing this? And then I didn't – there's a lot of uh, new techniques and, like, general foundations that I feel like we skipped over. Although I understand that if it can be applied to one character, it can be applied across the board to any, right? But it's just been very frustrating. So I was excited to get some extra help from one of the other MFA students. And then after our talk with the professor, I'm not sure if I'm 100% happy with how it went, but I feel that our concerns were heard. And I even asked him because he used the verbiage himself. So I was like, so using your own words um if we at any point during lectures or class feel that we are traveling down the yellow brick road is it okay to pull you back and i because i and i thanked him you know for listening to us for talking to us and i was like i in no way am intending to be rude and um or disrespectful like you know at the end of the day i I believe that, you know, it's your class and you know what you're doing and all of that. So it's not about that, it's just that we're a little concerned because we were the things that you are teaching us now, we're not really getting the time to refine it the way that we would like, though like the way that the other classes are structured. So it was it was nice to be like heard. And I thanked him for his time and for listening to us. And he he even thanked us like for being so professional about it, because he's like, I've known plenty of other students or groups of people that would not have been as professional as you guys were. So I really appreciate like you coming and talking to me first. Um, so I was like, yay. So I'm hoping that it'll be better going forward. But other than that, um, I hung out with my friends. Yay. I really needed it after like it is just one hefty assignment after another. And I feel like my skill level is still not where it needs to be. Like I'm spending so much time trying to do certain things and learning these new techniques that the effort that I'm putting in is not reflecting in the end product. And I was really Happy, I'm not happy that my friends are suffering. That's not what I mean, <laughs> but I'm really happy that I'm not alone. Right. So we got some like empathy time and some like chill time, and we talked about everything under the sun, so it was it was really nice. and now I'm done chatting. <laughs> so please tell me how your week was because I feel like I talked so much just about this one
1: thing. No, 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 I get it. I mean it's I really like that you know as the weeks go by, this is a record of your class experience. So for anyone that wants to be in this program next year, anyone that's applying, you're welcome to, like you have all of these like thoughts and advice and you literally, they have a record Uh, From the moment that you applied to the moment that you were nervous about maybe, maybe, maybe or maybe not getting in to the moment that you got in to your first semester to your second semester. So there's a full record of everything that you've been going through. Um, Excuse us, dog. There was a dog in this house. But anyways, there's a full record of everything that you've been going through from day one to now. So that's actually very, very like a good thing, you know?
0: Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it to be honest with you. Um, that it's it's been a recollection of my entire experience thus far, and it will continue to be my a recollection of my experience through the program. Um, but right now, that you said like of people looking to apply, I just remembered my class, my which we're juniors right now. We are eagerly awaiting to know who's going to get in because the deadline for applications were this past Friday. And so I'm like, oh my God, well, I'm a little like, what if they're older than me? Right. But still, because it's very possible. Um, But I'm excited. I'm like, I can't fathom the fact that we're supposed to be seniors, basically mentors to this new junior class. But I because I feel like I still need to learn so, so much. But then I feel like, you know, they're going to start having their issues and their questions. And I'm going to look back and be like, wait, I know that. Or like I can look at their work and be like, no, no, it needs a little bit of this. So I'm excited to be able to look back and be like, okay, I've come far. Um, We all have. But I'm like, oh, our babies are coming. <laughs> and I'm like so excited. But also really nervous because I'm like, I I want to be, uh, you know, of help to them. And I want to be useful to them in the same way that many of our seniors have been to us. They've been amazing um and i'm really really thankful and like grateful for them so i'm looking forward to like being able to like put together materials and like resources and things that they've given us and like do the same for our junior class and i guess the chain just goes on but i'm it's crazy to look back and think a year ago i was i had just applied and i was super super nervous
1: not knowing whether i was going to get in or not Speaking of which, something I just thought about to just kind of keep rolling on what you're talking about. I really think it would be cool. And actually, I need you guys to either go on our Instagram in our comments for this, um, for the post of this specific episode. If you guys would like to maybe get Isis and maybe one or two of her classmates to come on here and just share your overall experience, maybe at the end of your semester and a few episodes, like of everything that you guys have been going through, because you guys all have separate paths. And I think that would be so beneficial just, you know, to talk about this specific experience and, and what you guys have been through because it is a lot um, and it's just really cool. So keep talking about your schoolwork because it's amazing. But um, for me, uh, this week uh, was actually a pretty normal week. Um,
0: Ooh, the cats, the the cats. Did you catch the cats?
1: <sighs> no. I Okay. So to be honest with you, I think that um, – They've stopped roaming my the general area of my job because I haven't seen them, and I hadn't seen them for about three or four days. And just because I know you said the cats, um, a few episodes ago, I talked about a few stray cats that I feed by my job, and I still feed them all the time. But for the past, I say a week or so, they've left. They left a can there, so they haven't been coming back to that spot. So unfortunately, I don't know if they got hurt or if they just found, like, a better spot, but I haven't been able to set the trap, because I haven't seen, like, any signs of them, and they haven't been eating the free food, like, the, just the the open food, so I don't know if they're gonna come, so I'm still monitoring it, I still have access to the trap for another two weeks, so I will hopefully, if I see them this p- next week, I'll, I'll set up the trap, um, so Like I said, and just to refresh your mind, I am trying to uh, trap them, neuter them through the county and then release them back out um, to the wild to do their thing. Um, But uh, for me, this week was a very um, and I feel like it's such a a like a repeat uh, repetition. I went to work. (laughs) Yes, I did go to work this week Um, and everything was nice. We were able to dress out of our. Um, uniforms and my boss is like I really want to see you guys like pretty and dressed up so we were able to all dress we all dressed in our valentine's gear and we all did our makeup and we took pictures which was really nice um, our doctor gave us all flowers and gave us all cupcakes so I felt really really loved um, and this is not necessarily my story to tell well it is my. it's not my story to tell but I really, really am happy that um, one of the girls that I work with, she is a beautiful, beautiful singer. Like when I tell you she's a beautiful singer, she really, really is. And with her permission, I'll link her page or I'll link um, one of her the videos from her IG. But she, um, her father owns a, a church, right? And um, I've always told her, like, since I met her, I'm like, her name's Delicia. I was like, Dolly you are a phenomenal singer, I was like, your gift, God gave you the gift of voice, you need to sing, you need to sing, you need to sing, and she was telling me, she's like, for some reason, I've just been saying no, I've been saying no, I've been saying no, she's like, but for, um, like, Let me backtrack. She gets a lot of uh, requests from like different producers in the non secular area, like the church, the Christian music area, Mm -hmm. um, to like have her come sing for them. And like they want to record stuff with her because her voice is that good. But she always denies it. And I think it's out of fear or just out of like she's afraid. But I don't know if it was like convincing or whatever, but she finally said yes to one of them. So she's like recording something. She has something in the works, which I think is amazing. And I am happy. Like she told me, she's like, I can't believe like you really are like one of my biggest hype men. No one is more excited about the singing thing than you are. I'm like, girl, like your, your voice is her voice is, oh my God, just beautiful. Um, so I just really feel that at least in 2021, people should pursue what they what they're gifted for, um, obviously work your nine to five, however you want, but it, while you're working a nine to five, definitely do something that you love. So I am glad that I, I in the position that I am as their manager, I can serve as a little bit of inspiration. like girl, don't stay in this field. Cause I always tell them, I was like, if you get, stay here, you're going to blink and it's going to be five years. You're going to blink again it's going to be eight years. You're going to blink again it's going to be 13 years. And you're going to be doing the same thing. And if you don't, like, get up and just follow it now, do it now. You're going to feel stuck. You're going to feel stagnant because this is good money and it's an easy job. So don't stay stagnant. Don't stay stagnant is so what I tell all of my girls every day. Don't stay stagnant. I better see you leave here. I better see you get out of here before I do. <clears throat> because I've set myself a timeline, I always told you I have a timeline of how many years I'm going to continue in this industry before I'm done. Um, so I always tell them, I was like, you know what my timeline is, I've told all of my girls, even my bosses, what my timeline is, and when I'm quitting, like, I actually told my bosses, funny story. I told my boss during my interview when I'm quitting. Yeah, because I really am serious about this timeline. So I always tell my girls, I was like, follow your dreams, whatever that like dream is, whatever that aspiration is follow it don't stay here because unless you completely love optics which some people 150% do don't stay here so I've had those conversations at work um this week and yeah I've had a really I've had a really really um good week I I can't complain too much about anything I got to spend time um with um Alicia this week as well what did we do oh yeah we had a, our valentine's day date yesterday we had a shit ton of tacos and let me tell you that shit was fire we had to... <laughs> there's this place in winter garden called tacos norteño and there is this other place in virginia called la jorachita and <laughs> Out of the five taco places I have found or I've tried here in Orlando, to me that is the closest I could get to what it is back home. So it is, it is just so good. Everyone there is so sweet. So I did have, um, did do that yesterday with her. Um, I also, um, it's unfortunate, and this is what comes apart in home buying. And my suggestion to anyone that's buying a home: please do your research. Don't be impulsive. But you know, um, Alicia, she's like this much impulsive she's also young she's adulting for the first time so um did she show you pictures of her bathroom mm-hmm. I'll show you a picture in a second but um yeah her bathroom um th- the inspector when she originally bought her house um had uh had warned her that there was um the way that her uh shower was constructed the drywall and the it It was just made with the wrong material or cemented incorrectly. Um, so what she had behind was drywall, and that drywall was wet and it was molded. So eventually she'd have to redo the wall. She just moved into this house a month ago, and her entire sh- like shower wall collapsed because it was wet and it was molded. So now she has to do her whole shower, redo her whole shower. So yesterday what we did is pretty much we were doing research on how to redo it because it could cost her forty five thousand dollars to pay somebody. Or it'll cost her um, $300, $400 if she does it herself. So uh, she and I will be decided to take on the task of figuring out how to remodel a bathroom. Um, and we have both been doing an abundance of research. And it is a uh, three to five um, month project. But um, I am going to learn how to remodel a bathroom. And this is me showing, you the picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is really, really bad. And since like this picture, all of these have fallen and all of these up here have also fallen. Yeah. So it's really bad. Um, And, you know, in the midst of her freaking out and she's like, oh, my God, like this is a lot of things. I was like, no, girl, let's look at this as a positive in three to four months. You are going to know how to redo a bathroom. So if anyone comes around here, try to tell you you need anything. No, you know how to redo a bathroom shit well, I'm gonna know how to redo a bathroom because I'm a to ass I was like you know what I want to know how to do a bathroom just in case when I have a house when I actually purchase a home and want to you know remodel and shit I want to remodel my house by myself I don't want to pay or nec- like feel like I have the necessity to pay somebody to do it just learn to do that shit myself so uh mother YouTube and father Google or correction mother Google and father YouTube are going to go ahead and be our teachers and our guidance to learn how to remodel um, a bathroom. So uh, I will update uh, the podcast, how my uh, project um, bathroom remodel goes over the next few months. But that's that's the venture I'm taking on. And I'm kind of excited because the stone and colors that we picked for her bathroom is going to 150% elevate her home completely. And if she decides to sell that home, oh, she's going to easily be able to make a solid 20 um, to 30 grand more just because of the way that we're redoing the bathroom. So if everything works as as planned, it should be phenomenal. And I'm kind of excited. So yeah, that's the new stuff going on with me um, this week. But let's go ahead and kind of just roll right into uh, the topic of the day. So uh, If you guys have heard, I'm sure the internet has told everyone about this movie called Malcolm and Marie. And before we go into this movie, I just want to fair warn you, if you have not seen this movie, this is kind of where you want to stop listening to us and just tune in next week. Thank you for coming by. If you have seen this movie, you can continue because we are going to give you some spoilers. Although there's not really much to spoil, but we're still going to give you some spoilers. So I wanted to just forewarn you. So first, first before we even go into like the deeper issues, from just first impressions of the movie, go.
0: Oh, I mean... I, I don't really know how to feel after the fact. It was it was a lot. Um, it was very emotional. And it was very frustrating. Like I was telling you earlier, I'm like, I feel like my cringe level is living on the moon right now. And it, it brought up, it was very triggering. Um, you know, if you've been through a tough relationship in the past, it was, it was a little triggering in those aspects. But it was. Um, I don't know if "powerful" is the right word for like for me, like in my opinion, but it was something else. It made me almost uncomfortable to watch it, but not in like a "oh my god, this is disgusting" like type of way. Not not in any way like that. It's just it's very frustrating, and it was one thing after another, after another, after. And I was like, "Aren't you tired? <laughs> Go to sleep." i'm like shut up (laughs) go to sleep (laughs) um i yeah it was it was frustrating to watch it was very good i've been learning a lot about cinematic tropes and blah 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 and how to composition stuff and whatever so it was very beautifully done i can Mm -hmm. say that much it's very artistically shot and um written i guess but it it was it was a lot um yeah, that, that's my take on it so far.
1: Yeah, so just to, uh, before I share my first impression, just to give you a little background, this movie pretty much drops you in to a, an argument between um, a couple after they've come home from the movie premiere. That's pretty much the premise of the movie. Um, to me, I watched it twice. I watched it the other day and I watched it with you. It was triggering just the fact that I, I feel like that's kind of an elaborated version of what an argument has been. But I've had a very similar argument um, before in my life. So to me, it was very triggering and it was also very eye-opening that from outside looking into someone else's argument, I'm like, oh, all they really needed to do is communicate a lot better. But they are literally uh, low-blowing each other and they're hurting each other at the most capacity. Um, But just to take a deeper dive... First, what do you think, what do you think they could have done better? Or let me actually backtrack. So the first thing, or the first major issue that, that arised was, and kind of like I told you earlier, discussion that I had, um, the other day with Alicia when I was watching it was there was a moment when, um, the guy just didn't thank her, thank his girlfriend in, in, um, her thank you speech.
0: Well, you when you said that they came home from the movie premiere, you didn't preface. So this he's a filmmaker. Yes. He made this movie. So it's his very first big movie, his big premiere. And when he gave his thank you speech, he didn't thank her,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So I guess he realized it. And right before the movie started, he asked her, he like apologized, and he asked her. And she was like, no, nah, it's fine. Like, it's okay. And then they get home, and she's mad, right? So the question was, should she have said... We'll talk about it when we get home.
1: Or what was the other option? Sorry. Um, should she had said, uh, we'll talk about it when we get home. Or should she have just said, it's okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And then just talked about it when I get home. Um, to Alicia's point, she said, she should have just said that we'll talk about it later. But what I disagree with that is the fact that if the four worst words that you can tell a man is, we need to talk. Or we'll talk about it later or just something about talking because the word talking specifically when a person, your partner, knows that either something is wrong or something that they have done wrong. And to be honest with you, even me, because we need to talk is a little triggering for me too. I always get nervous because I always feel that I'm, I've done something wrong or I'm getting get in trouble. Yeah, immediately it's like, what's wrong? Or like, yeah. what did I do? And like you start
0: backtracking everything that you did. Like that one time you forgot to put the seat down.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh.
0: So in my opinion, right, I feel that it was both. And my reasoning for that is that it's very... I thought it was very big of her to just be like, no, it's fine, because that allowed him to enjoy his moment, Mm -hmm. to enjoy the premiere, to be in the moment, to be present, rather than thinking ferociously about every single little thing that he could have done wrong or what's going to happen when we get home, because, you know, when it's not to say that like, oh, she's uh, this scary woman, so he's like afraid of her, but it's like, You know something's wrong with your relationship, and you know when you're involved with someone, it makes you think, or at least for most people, it makes you think. I can't speak for everybody, Mm -hmm. so I think that by her doing so did allow, like him, to enjoy his moment. Because at the end of the day, it it was his night, it was his moment. So that was very big of her, but I also I can see why you know it's also misleading. Like oh yeah no and like no it's okay but then in reality it's not, because then it's like oh well you lied to me then right but. you're you're rolling your eyes at me but in reality I feel like anyone would have responded like oh well you lied to me you said it was fine when it wasn't
1: I'm rolling my eyes at you not because of what you're saying is wrong just because I've heard that shit like ah you said it was fine ah that shit irks me no it's not (laughs) fine it's just not the right moment to speak about it right now but I do think it was actually as you said very big of her to just be like we'll wait until we get home um and that's primarily because like I told you the, the four worst words um but I don't think she should have said, I changed my mind. Because even after the fact, he, like, they got home. She's like, you should have thanked me. And he's like, during the movie premiere, you said everything was good. And she said, I changed my mind. I don't think she should have said, I changed my mind. Because I should have just said, I just didn't think it was the right time. So I said that because it wasn't the right time. So yes, I lied. But it wasn't the right moment. I also feel, to keep moving along, the argument would have been would have died if you would have listened to her when she said nothing productive is going to come out of us arguing about this tonight, so let 's talk about it tomorrow and He continued to egg her on <laughs>
0: he he literally sat that she made him mac and cheese, and he sat at the table while she was on the other side of the house and he antagonized her from across the house while he ate mac and cheese. <laughs> Cunt, cunt. Mm,
1: this mac and cheese is good. Cunt. Mm.
0: You know, completely out of context, this is like, what the fuck
1: are they talking about? <laughs> if you if you see the movie, she says, "Cunt, I'm eating mac and cheese." Cunt. Da 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 da. It's hilarious. But yeah, it's he he antagonized her when I feel the conversation was over. I also feel that
0: because he, he needed to win.
1: Of course, of course. And not. it has to do with his ego yes. in that aspect of the film. Right, right, right. So now that you've said ego, so pretty much as the, as the movie goes on, they, they are in, they toxically fight with each other the entire movie, right? It's, it's a tit for tat. Yeah. They throw a little blows
0: at each other. They throw in each other's faces like, well, I feel like he throws in her face things that she's been through, things that she's done or past partners, you know, in order to make her jealous because he knows that she is jealous, um, or she is a jealous type um, I don't really, I didn't pick up on any, on like her specifically bringing up past things that he's done or like past partners of hers, but she does prey on his insecurities when she feels hurt. So I think that both of them did, you know, wrong things, but I couldn't help but find myself being on her side. Mm. And I know I stopped this during the film, but you're like, save it for the podcast. Yes, So I feel that both of them did bad things. They said wrong. They said things they shouldn't have. They did things they shouldn't have, whatever. There's, I feel, there needs to be a healthy level of respect when communicating issues, right? As, well, at least there should be. But I looked at Damaris when I paused the movie and I was like, I don't know if I find myself being on her side, because I am a woman. Like, would I view his actions differently if I was a man? Mm. And I can't help but like, because they they do address the gender thing as well. Like mm-hmm. their their commonalities, like where they are similar and where they are different. They touch on gender on multiple times throughout the film. But I, and this is before they even they even started talking about well, you know, her being a woman and him being a man. And I was just like, well, would I feel differently viewing, I know I would feel differently viewing this movie if I was a man. And I'm like, would I think that, oh, she's just being a bitch or like, why would she talk to him like that? Or why would she egg him on like that? Whereas maybe because I am viewing it through the eyes of a woman, I'm like, well, he's antagonizing her. I can't help it. Like, that's my experience. It's the way I view the world, but it's crazy to think that like, they even mentioned it and it didn't mention it until like the, almost the very end of the movie mm-hmm. where they were talking about the movie that he had made and like in the the movie within the movie. Right. <laughs> and they were like, she was like, well, he's like, of course I made it this way because I'm, you know, I'm a man. Like I can't hypothetically like make something hypothetically off of an experience that I've never had. He's like, I'm not a woman. And I was just like, you just you just read my whole mind Mm -hmm. that's why i was like wait (laughs) yeah no i i can't i i don't have any other opinion on that it's just like like genuine curiosity like would i feel differently about his actions or hers if i were a man and that was i think that's just open
1: to like conversation because i don't have anywhere to go with that but there Right. Um, yeah. So I yeah, that is a great, uh, a great point. And, you know, when you said that, it did actually make me think Would I feel different if I were viewing it as a man. And to be honest with you, probably I would. Um,
0: and like what I have thought that the things that he was doing, the things that he said were equally as bad as I felt that they were if I was another like guy watching mm-hmm.
1: it. Yeah. And I, I think I think maybe it was the the choice of specific topics that he decided to cha-cha on, which is what made it to me feel that it's not, it's not. He was more in the wrong than she was. But I like that you use the term to cha-cha on. To cha- to cha
0: That's what I heard you say.
1: No, I said to touch on.
0: Well, it sounded like <laughs> to cha-cha on. Sorry,
1: <laughs> I I don't know if I apologize. I don't know if it's the specific topics that he decided to touch on, which is what made it worse or triggering because he was going into her actual drug addiction yeah actually into her actual drug addiction he brought up her attempts of suicide like he brought up an abundance of low blows and all of it was because he was an ego egotistical asshole like he is 100 percent a narcissist for like just anyways that whatever but to be um instead of just uh continuing on about the film i have a question for you That specific part to me was a little triggering, only because I've been in a situation before where I feel that I've been, um, what's the word, not stripped, but uh, been called... Um, like these specific names, like the world views you like this. This is how people think that you are. And in this aspect, I guess her calling him um, when they were at the, the door scene and she was in the bed, Um, her calling him like an egotistical narcissist, um, hype, um, mega hypomaniac or whatever else that she was calling him. I have been called, not called, but I have been like told before like hey this is what the world views you like people think that you're x x x y and z have you ever have you ever been in a situation where you feel that you have been stripped or like someone has said you are you are you are or you have been low blowed um in order to get the other person's point across have mm, okay that's a tough question
0: yes once and not like uh okay so not one scenario specifically but like a series of different arguments over the same situation and that that's probably where i'll leave the the majority of the detail mm-hmm. um or the minority of the detail how however that actually functions mm-hmm. but i there The thing is that I am, I have my own personality, but I'm not, I've never been considered like too big of a personality. So the times that I have been, you know, told you are this or you are being that or whatever may have you has been related to the toxicity of the relationship mm-hmm. that I was in.
1: That's exactly what I wanted you to make, yes.
0: And so I was told that I was X Y and Z in relation to how I treated other people because of how insecure I felt. Yes. In Same. my own life. Same. And, and not not in my own life because you know I I had other friends and I had like or maybe mm mmm
1: thoughts Wait. feelings Let me grab this <laughs> so the reason why I brought that up or the reason why I said that is I was looking at the situation and I'm like first of all this is a manipula- manipulation tactic and I want to dissect a little bit uh this a little further in a different episode once I do some more research but this is a specific type it's a it's a control tactic it's a manipulation tactic um and this is, shan booty a bunch of books i've read um and you know trying to grow and all that great bullshit but this is a manipulation tactic like and this is not a man doing to a woman or it's it's just a partner right two partners in order to sometimes um grow uh or sometimes kind of like hurt people hurt right So in order to make themselves feel better, sometimes a partner, in order to make themselves feel better, they will subconsciously bring down the other partner by tapping into their deepest insecurities, like saying, the world views you. I had someone once tell me, someone once tell me, everybody that you work with thinks you're loud and you talk too much. And shut up bitch don't even don't even do all that with me but it was in a very negative like yeah. oh I, I thought you were going to call me a loud bitch
0: no no <laughs> you're so stupid i'm thinking of the video that i told you about earlier with cardi b when she read the tweet no. and she's like
1: how I look loud <laughs> <laughs> hilarious hilarious but i have had someone tell me that once and it it wasn't until like years later therapy and all that bullshit that i'm like no that's just a manipulation tactic right Um, so I, I just think it's funny to me that, you know, in, in certain situations and in certain, when you're in toxic, like relationships like that, you don't view that what the other person is telling you is just a reflection of what they're feeling. And it, it, it really does make you like, it, it mentally fucks you because like they, like you, they sit there or not, they sit there, but. A person can sit there and and really tap into your biggest insecurities or whatever it is and make you feel like you're nothing when in reality it's just a reflection of what they're feeling. I really feel that when she was calling him a narcissist and when she was calling him a mega whatever the heck it was just because at the end of the day she was upset that he didn't cast her in the movie. So it wasn't, it maybe, yes, maybe to an extent what she was saying was, was right, but... I thought that she felt, like, severely underappreciated by him. Mm-hmm.
0: And she was calling out... Well, at what point, though, do you draw the line of, like, you know, she was actually calling him things that he actually is which he is narcissistic and he is a very egotistical character Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but at what point do you draw the line between like she's telling him the truth like this is how you are but she loves him anyways right right or she's taking it out like her feelings out on him so at at what point do you think that you would draw the line there specifically in the situation of the film Hmm. Because I didn't pick up on that. Really? I thought that she was just, like, so fit up and she's just, like... Because she feels very muted by him. Mm. She feels like her entire... Lo- 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 <laughs> <laughs> she feels like her entire life revolves around... Making him happy and making him feel big and making him feel like he's in the right place. Because if you notice several times throughout the film when he's like literally fighting with himself, <laughs> he she's like, she's like backing him up. She's like hyping him up and like being his ride or die. Right. And like making him feel big and making him feel secure. And you are talented and you are all these things and blah, blah, blah. So
1: I lost my train of thought. At one point. At what point yeah, is, it, like, is I, it? I
0: kept going further into the different like scenarios and like points in the film. It's a lot to dissect. It's a lot it's to a dissect. dissect. But yes, back to my question, please. At what point is she just telling him the truth, that the harsh truth that she feels he needs to hear because she feels so small by how he treats her versus her taking out her feelings or her insecurities on him? Because I did not.
1: Mm. It's interesting
0: that you saw it that way because
1: I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, i think well i think we're thinking of two different two different parts of the the movie i'm not thinking about the the scene where she's on the bed and he's leaning after they've already had their shower scene i'm thinking of when she was uh, telling him that he's an uninspiring actor and he stole all of the yeah yes
0: yes okay in that part yes she was definitely taking out her feelings on him yeah like
1: at the end when she's finally like you all I really wanted was a thank you that at the end was her 150% her just calling it like being it is being authentic being all fucking authentic <laughs> um but no i i feel that in that specific like instance um, i just feel they just could have shut the fuck up like they just should have shut the fuck up
0: that's what i was saying like the entire movie i'm like shut up go to sleep you said you were gonna go to sleep after mac and cheese i don't understand
1: why we're still having this goddamn conversation yeah and it's and it resorts to the same thing if they would she should have just said nothing productive will come out of this but I think she attempted to be the bigger person, but that's also exhausting. You know, when you're in a when you're in a toxic cycle, it's almost hard when to stop. Right? Like you're you know, we've both been here and in, you know, these relationships that haven't been the best for us. And when you're in it, I almost don't think that you know when to stop. I've been in it. I've been in it so bad that I have called people not ever outside of their names, thank God. But, like, I really just keep digging. When you know somebody and you love somebody and you know, like, what buttons to push, it's almost like you do it to specifically hurt them because you feel hurt. And it goes back to hurt people hurt, right? Misery loves company and all that great stuff. Um, To be honest with you, I, I
0: think that i haven't been in the position to be i've been in it very far right Mm -hmm. like you know in the middle of an argument like that with someone that like within a relationship that you know is not good for either of you but you're still in it for some reason um i don't think it's funny so when i was 17 and i worked at taco bell (laughs) i had a manager And one of the things that she told me and it stuck with me is that there needs to be respect. And I don't know why, because she, cause I I started dating him and he, you know, the way that everything was connected, right? The specific person that I was dating was connected to where I was at in my Mm -hmm. life at the time. And I remember her telling me, she's like, whatever you do, even if you're fighting, there needs to be respect. So we... we we never we even though things were ugly we never went that far and it was always if there were like low digs it was never really correlated to like things that we've done in our past or like it's always been about our life together and like things that we've done to each other or like things that we've done together right and like where we were going and where we've been but with that being said Watching this, because it's a two-hour movie, (laughs) was equally as exhausting
1: as having an
0: argument. argument. And it really makes you, it brought me back to, it was like pulling teeth, right? Because we were not great at communicating. And I swear to God, I tried. But (laughs) we were not great at communicating. And it was like pulling teeth, trying to have a, a conversation about feelings. And it would just take fucking hours yes. and I'm like why is this one conversation that I want to have take four three two however many hours when it's really just a simple like why is it so hard to tell somebody how you feel I don't understand
1: I think it also has a lot to do with where you are in your life and your level of insecurity and your level of being happy with yourself
0: I guess so, but I think it also has a lot to do with who I am as a person, just me personally. Mm. I'm the kind of person where for a very long time I like to filter. Mm-hmm. And I have developed one in my early adulthood because apparently I offend people. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever that means. Um but with that being said, I'm the kind of person that I'm like, I will tell you how I feel. Cause what if I get hit by a bus tomorrow? Then right. I'm gonna then I'm gonna die resenting that I didn't tell you that I didn't like the way you cut my sandwich. <laughs> like or that, you know, the mac and cheese didn't taste right? Like, what do you mean? So, no, I I am always, or I try my best to always be honest. I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. Because that that's just how I am. And I, I don't know any other way to be. Granted, that's not everybody's
1: cup of tea. But I don't have to be. Right, right, right. You currently only has to have to please the person that you're in a relationship with. Oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> and like you know, looking looking back, you know, you it's night and day. You're in a healthy relationship right now, mm. and you know you're communicating.
0: Don't tell him that. It'll make his head big.
1: <laughs> you're in a healthy, I communi- mean, uh, relationship right now, and you know the way that you, I'm sure you communicate has definitely developed from when. How old are you? Twenty from when you were 20 and 21 to, you know, where you are now, so that has a lot to do with it, but I think, um, uh, what's the word? Confidence. Insecurity. There we go. Self-insecurity. Just being insecure in who you are as a person and not knowing, um, your worth and your backgrounds and all that great stuff has a lot to do with it as well. Um, I know that, you know, I'm not in a current healthy relationship right now, like not in any relationship right now, but anyways, I know that I have taken... Th- there's a reason why I say that. So I don't have a reference currently. But um, I know that uh, outside looking in or, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I know that some of the stuff that I would say or some of the things that, like, I would argue about was simply just to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't necessarily because I was actually hurt or I felt that way or there was something like going on, you know, sometimes I'd pick, it would be a beautiful day and I resonated a lot with her picking the argument after the fact that they thought they were okay when she, um, when he mentioned um, the part about um, her, he only being, the, when she said, uh, you're the only person that could write me. Mm. When she said, if you found a character that was yourself, you'd be able to be good. Um, when I don't think that was too- offen- or I don't think he meant it offensively. um, I feel like she just sort of let that go, but sometimes, um, when she came right back around and started like arguing with him, there are moments when you you need to stop, and I guess just when you're in it and when you're just trying to make someone else feel something or feel as hurt as you are you will dig and you will dig and you will dig and if there's like nothing going on even if essentially they do not do anything that's that serious you will dig and you will dig and you will dig and you will dig until it's this big clusterfuck or bigger than it needs to be and I think that's what what developed in this film like if you see there's so many examples of gaslighting in this film there's so many examples of love flooding in this film there's so many examples of like an abusive relationship that it's, it's examples of a lot of psychological things that I think maybe not to this extreme but a lot of people especially in their you know young teenage years and even their early 20s can really resonate with because we have all been, been there you know there it's so lucky for people that are in their twenties and find the one and find these communication skills, you know, early on. Like God bless them. That's amazing. But for most of us, statistically, these are all skills that are developed, you know, when we are when we're a little older, when we have to learn, we have to like go through the passes of life to learn all of these things. But girl, when you're in the moment, poof, you want to hurt, you want to scream, you wanna yell. No, so I, I do want to, I want to say two
0: things to that. So I want to preface that I am by no means perfect. And it's not to say, you know, with what I said earlier that like, oh, we never actually did this or that. It was more so about, you know, X, Y, and Z. I, I'm not saying that like, oh, I'm above it or I'm this or I'm that because every relationship is different. And we, you know, me and said person were hurtful to each other in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality of it is that yes, i they, when they were fighting throughout this movie, girl, I was like, the scene where he's like fighting the
1: air, <laughs> like to release his, like, um, his frustrations. Oh, I've been there before. I've punched the air a few times.
0: Well, what I'm saying is that I, I have been that mad. I have been like the one to throw shit across the room that I really want to punch you in the face type of mad, but I won't because like jail,
1: um, <laughs> And like, and no, you know, I love you because of jail. Oh yeah. No.
0: Yeah. Because of, yeah. Okay. So I kind of like you still, uh, that's why I'm here. But what I'm saying is that like, I've been there and it's just, it's exhausting and it's, it's just the other thing. Okay. Just taking away from that because I'll go in circles about it <laughs> is that what you were saying earlier about the whole like growth and everything. Yes, I have grown a lot as a person. The relationship that I'm referring to that this movie made me think of, I was 18 when we started dating and we were together for almost five years. Mm -hmm. So that's crazy. Um, We were together for almost five years. And so going forward, you know, now I'm 25. I've in another relationship that is vastly different and I've grown a lot as a person. I've grown a, I grew a lot as a person with that person. I've grown a lot as a person by myself mm-hmm. as well as with my current partner. And I think that that's just the way of the world, right? Like you're constantly changing. Right. And you're constantly growing and learning things, which I think is fabulous. Um, but with that being said, I'm nowhere near the person that I was at the time. And I will continue to, I'll be a different person when I'm 30 than where I am at now. You know what I'm saying? And when you're in a relationship and you guys are like, it's very much possible because there were people that were, that will argue the fact that like, oh, you need to love yourself before you can love someone else. But there are also other people that were argue that two people, if they, you know, if they love each other well, can heal each other and they can be, they can grow together. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's really just the luck of the draw. And that sounds so like shitty, but it's like, it's what works for you. It's what works for where you're at in your life and where said person is at in life. Um, So I don't think that there's any one right way to do a relationship. There's healthy ways, right? Like there's healthy tips and like things, but at the end of the day, the relationship is your own and you got to do what works for you. Just like, you know, but just remember what you're worth and like, don't take no shit because that's not fun for anyone. So yeah, that's, that was my two cents on that. (laughs)
1: Um, I, I agree. I, I, I feel that, you know, a lot, um, a lot that has to do with relationships is where you are in life, your level of security. Um, I know, and this may be, um, I'm not sure where I read this from. There's a few books where I've read this This from. But um, specifically, I'm not a man, so correct me if I am wrong. But from what I have read is a man will not fully be able to be ready you know, for a relationship until they find their purpose, and I feel that that works almost both ways for women, too. Um, if you don't know what your specific purpose is, you can't necessarily offer the best parts of yourself to, you know, another human. And some people are lucky enough to find that when they're 18. Some people find that when they're 25, 26. So I think that also has a lot to do with the amount of like communication and, and just where they are in their lives. Um it's kind of, it's that cliche where like right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And to be honest with you, I can sit here and go on about this film for hours because we've both been here and I, I, I do like that something that I did notice and I have been noticing as we've been conversing, you know, every week and sometimes we'll touch about our, you know, our exes and all that great stuff. We went through a lot of the same things in our relationships just a very different like obviously very different extremes but we went through a lot of the same things and it just makes it relatable as fuck like a lot of people go through these things and I appreciate that a film like this was made because yes is an extreme of you know an argument or maybe it's not an extreme who knows it just for me it's an extreme because thank god I've never gotten to like name calling name calling is where I draw the line um, but uh yeah, like a lot of people do go through this and this highlights what an actual fucking dysfunctional relationship is and it takes lots of time, it takes hindsight being 2020. And it just takes a lot of self-development and self-realization to see that that shit's not healthy. Because if you notice how it ends is that they're still kind of together. You, they, they stay together. And I can't tell you how many times we were done with an argument that was kind of that bad. And we stayed together. So it's, Yeah, it's just, I I appreciated this film being made because it solidified a lot, not for me personally, but it solidifies a lot of things for a lot of people like, oh shit, a lot of people do go through this, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
1: Um, And just to round out, I just kind of want to, Give a, a little piece of it, advice. Oh, go now. go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I remember. Sorry. No. So what I was gonna say was that you know I'm I'm at a place in my life, um and even you know when I was going through it, I always try to remove myself from bitterness and resentment. Even though you do go through it, you know after a relationship ends, especially one with that goes through ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. such as the one that this movie depicts, and regardless. Of everything that happened, I am, to an extent, grateful that I went through what I went through with this person, because I still loved him, mm-hmm. and, you know, I grew, I grew a lot, and I learned a lot about myself, and I wouldn't be who I am without the experiences that I went through, that relationship being one of them, right. and I love me, so,
1: it, like, <laughs> so, like, I, yes. it's great. Yeah, I <laughs> Yes, bitch. Um, and I agree. Um, I am um, if I take away anything from this film or what I it solidified for me is I am very thankful for what I went through in my early 20s with the person I was with. Um, and that's primarily um, because in the time that I have been, you know, like single, I've been able to learn how to properly communicate with, you know, other partners or just with people that I've seen or whatever. I have been able to very properly articulate what I need, what I want, what my needs are. And I've been able to grow something that I thought I lost, which is empathy. I've been able to gain a lot of empathy for my partner, for, you know, my friendships and so on and so forth. Yeah, I think just for people, empathy for people in general.
0: Right. Because I, I remember... Um, it had early on, like freshly
1: out. I think it had hardened you a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, it, it, it it did harden me a lot. But, um, yeah, the, it definitely gained empathy. And if, um, I guess my word of advice is, if you're in it, um, I would run away as far as, as fast as possible. And I know it sounds terrible, but if you're in it, run. Um, but if you're in it and you do see the light of day, um, I just have to say it does get better. It gets so much better. And, you know, it's just all a part of growing, living, loving, and learning how to love yourself. Because, like you say, you can, it's such an old and cliche ass saying, but you cannot love anyone else without loving yourself. And I think at the end of the day, these two people had very deep, dark, rooted. Feelings and emotions and problems that they needed to work within themselves first, and this is why it was so toxic, and this is why it was so detrimental to them. So, if the best whatever advice I can give you is love yourself, make time for yourself. If you are with somebody and you are trying to figure it out, just carve a moment, even if it's forty-five minutes of the day, and just do yoga and meditate and learn to love yourself. And then, you know, your relationships will flourish and, and all that great stuff with the right person. Cap- yeah, y- uh, uh, agree?
0: I, I feel like I have not much else to say. My brain kind of hurts after all of those
1: feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I completely understand that. But um, I think we're going to end it here because we can continue to talk. Yep, we're already over the hour. So thank you guys um, so much for tuning in um, to another week. I feel like this is a really good episode because we kind of tapped into just old ass shit, man. And it's, I'm very thankful that we can look at ourselves because now it's been what, three, four years later and yo, we're fucking killing it. (laughs) Um, I am going to ask our audience to definitely leave comments on our Instagram and on um, the uh, podcast app on Spotify, just what you thought about this movie, um, what your thoughts are about your relationships and where are you in your relationship right now and how can we help? Because I think we both can't help if you have questions. Um, So as we always say every week, thank you guys so much for tuning in to uh, another another episode. uh, To follow us on Instagram. The Instagram is relatable underscore couch. Uh, TikTok, which to be honest with you, I look at TikToks better than I make TikToks. So I might just switch to reels. But that is relatable underscore couch. Any topics, conversation, advice? Both uh, Isis and I have been through the ringer and hey, we are both here to uh, see the light of day and give you advice. So all of advice or questions or suggestions is relatable couch podcast at gmo.com. Or to be honest, comment under our Instagram post comment under our tiktok posts comment send us a fucking dm however you want to communicate and as our page grows as i always say thank you guys so much for tuning in for watching us grow we are at the once again i always say the most streams that we have ever had from the beginning of this project and we are so thankful and so happy that we are growing and flourishing and we promise that we will continue to pump out the best content that we have because we are fucking cool as shit anything else you want to add my love I feel like you rolled it all out but perfect for coming yes oh yeah rate right. and subscribe please rate and subscribe we need those ratings we need the love I thought you had said that already my bad <laughs> no worries um and as always we will see you guys next Tuesday bye,
0: bye.